0: Let's read from 2 Samuel 5, then we're going to 2 Samuel 23, then we're coming back to 2 Samuel 5, then we're going to go who knows where from there. Come on, you ready for the word? Now when the Philistines heard, let's read it out loud. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek out David. And when David heard about it, he went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines came and overran the valley of Rephaim. And three of David's 30 chief men went down and came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Adullam. And the troop of the Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me water to drink of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But he would not drink thereof, but poured it out unto Jehovah. Then David came to Belperism and defeated the Philistines there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he named that place, Belperism, the master of breakthroughs. Oh, come on, let's celebrate the master of breakthroughs. I want you to listen quick. Can you listen quick? The enlargement and the establishment of David's kingdom, while it was a joy to Israel, it was a cause of grief to others, mainly to their old and formidable enemies, the Philistines. While David's enlargement and establishment was such a joy in Israel, it caused grief to their old enemies, the Philistines. And they came in great numbers into the territory of Israel, hoping to seize David himself as the quickest way of putting an end to this newly united state. Israel and Judah have now become one again. David has been anointed king. The Philistines come and they it says all the Philistines came after David. And it says they fill the Philistines fill the valley of Rephaim which means giants, the valley of giants. And this valley naturally extends to the southwest entrance of Jerusalem. And so it was right there that the position or the Philistines strategically positioned themselves, seeking and searching for David to put a stop to this Boja As soon as David heard of it, the Bible says he went down to the stronghold. He went down to the cave of Adullam. The cave of Adullam is where David spent some 10 years on the run from Saul, other caves as well in Judah, but mainly the cave of Adullam. Upon exiting that cave, the king, along with the entire nation, experienced a breakthrough so immense So incredible that David said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. And he renamed the Valley of Giants, Valperazim, which is the subject we are considering part three of our series, Master of Breakthroughs. Master of breakthroughs. I want to jump right into this. In this year of breakthrough. 2023, our year of breakthrough. If you need a breakthrough today, get ready. If you don't need one, stay ready. Because you will and I will need one. More than one, actually. So listen up. God will not give you an instruction, an assignment, a vision, or a dream without giving you directions, strategies, and resources to bring them to pass. I want to I just start preaching. I don't, I don't want to fool around today. God will not give you an instruction, an assignment, a vision, or a dream Without giving you directions and strategies and resources to bring them to pass. The master of breakthroughs. From the example of David, we are learning that a breakthrough from the master of breakthroughs is a process. It's a process, it's not an event. And, church, we are all in a process please be patient with the person beside you. We're all in a process. None of us have arrived except Pastor Nelson. The rest of us are pressing on and pressing in. God is at work in each one of us. Come on, we're in a process. His desire, His end goal God has an end goal in mind. Is that we break through to new levels. That we advance significantly. That we develop fully. That we achieve greatness. Based on the spiritual knowledge and understanding that springs forth suddenly. Causing all barriers in our way. To our progress to be brought down. This is. This is the process. This is the heart of God. This is the desire of God. That we advance significantly. That's the meaning of the word breakthrough. To advance significantly. That we develop fully. And that we achieve greatness. There's greatness on the inside of you and me. That we move into the fullness based on... This spiritual knowledge and understanding that springs forth suddenly, causing every barrier to our progress to be brought down. Every wall. Every wall that's around us to be broken, breakthrough. Today we're going to focus on an area in which David was challenged in his process. Coming to that point, to that place where he renamed The Valley of Giants, Belperism, Master of Breakthroughs. You've got some renaming to do this year. I said you've got some renaming to do this year. And we're going to focus on an area in which David was challenged in his process, and the lesson that we're going to learn will be key in receiving our breakthrough from the Master of Breakthroughs. Here it is. In the cave of Adullam, in verse 15 of 2 Samuel 23, now remember, David has heard that the Philistines are after him. All the nation of the Philistines have come into the land. They've filled the valley of giants, the valley of Rephraim. And as soon as David heard it, he went to the cave of Adullam. And verse 15 says in 2 Samuel 23, and David longed. And said, oh, that one would give me water to drink of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. Oh, that one. David longed and said, oh, that one, that somebody, would give me water to drink of the well of Bethlehem. I want to define two words here. So foundational to our understanding. First is the word longed, David longed. Many translations say craved or greatly desired. The word longed means to desire. It means to crave. But it also means to covet. And it means to lust, to lust after. In fact, this particular word, longed, in its usage in Scripture, is used more so in the negative than the positive. Now, before I jump into this fully, there's nothing wrong with craving water. I want that to be understood. There's nothing wrong with being thirsty and desiring water, but there's something here that we've got to take hold of. Because this, this word, longed, it's not a real positive word in Scripture. It more often refers to lust, coveting it more often refers to the flesh the desires of the flesh and then the word gate the word gate if someone I long for someone to give me a drink of water at the well of Bethlehem from the well of Bethlehem which is by the gate the word gate means the city gate It means a favorite gathering place of people. Figuratively, it means a dream of the gate of the heavens. The city gate, a favorite gathering place of people. Figuratively, a dream of the gate of the heavens. Now, it's... It's so important you understand these two words because this is going to open up to us David's process, the process that he went through. Now remember what I said earlier, when he exited this cave, the cave of Adullam, upon exiting that cave, they... Encountered the entire nation, not only the king, but the entire nation, encountered such an immense, incredible breakthrough that David proclaimed the Lord has broken through for us as the breakthrough of many waters. But there was a process that he had to go through. I don't know if you're still interested in the year of breakthrough. Come on, I'm, I, I, I'm, I want to go through the process. So something is going on with David in this cave. It's, it's more than just, I'm thirsty. Boy, I'd like a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem. There's something going on with David. We, we're going to pull the curtains back a little bit and check out, look into his process. Now, remember this the cave of Adullam, this is his place of strength, as we shared last week. This is where David's character was forged. This is where David went from an innocent shepherd keeping sheep to a mighty man of integrity, a warrior. The cave of Adullam was a place of forming. It was where his temperament was honed. All of us in this room need cave time. There's none of us in this room that should ever bypass the cave of Adullam. We need to go down. Because it was in that cave in some 10 years that God formed a man after his own heart. This is David's place of strength. This is David's place of forging. This is David's place of being honed and prepared. And Wow. So here we see another part of that forming. Here we see another part of that honing. But before I get into it, you need to hear this. Three, according to 2 Samuel 23 that we read, three of David's 30 mighty men. David had 30 mighty men and three of them came down and met him at the cave of Adullam. And they're there. They're with David. These are mighty men. These are men that David David had prepared these men. These were incredible men. It says of David's mighty men that those who were from Benjamin, they could sling a stone. They were so mighty, they could sling a stone and not miss at the the breadth of a hair. I don't have much up here. I was going to try to show you, but... Okay, you didn't have to laugh that loud. Oh yeah, well I can take it from here, I guess. These were mighty men. So they, three of them, they gather around David in this cave, and the cave of Adullam, and as they gather around him, David begins to crave. A craving is flung on David. Uh, David begins to crave, and He begins to desire and he yields to this craving. This desire for water from the well of Bethlehem. Why Bethlehem? Why Bethlehem? Bethlehem, he's not in Bethlehem. He's at the cave of Adullam and it's quite a distance from Bethlehem. Well, Bethlehem was David's hometown. And Bethlehem was not a place of great power. In fact, According to Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and Matthew chapter 2, verse 6, Bethlehem was considered the least of all the cities of Judah. It was in Bethlehem, in young David's hometown, that the prophet Samuel anointed him to be the king over Israel. We read of that in 1 Samuel 16. So David is in the heart of the cave. He's got three of his mighty men around him. And he begins to dream about the well at the gate next to the gate at Bethlehem. He begins to dream of that gate. He begins to crave water from that well. He's, in his mind and in his heart, he's looking back. He's going back to a time of tranquility and peace and reflecting on all the people who would gather at their favorite place to hang out. Now, you've got to understand, there's an enemy in this land. There's a huge enemy in this land, ready to take out David, the king, and ready to take over. In fact, at this point in time, the Philistines were occupying quite a few places in Israel. What is David doing in the cave at this moment, when the eyes of the entire nation are upon him, this is his first act as anointed king over all the nation. He's gone into a cave. He's gone down into a cave, down into the place, remember, the place where his character And his mighty men are standing there, mighty men. These guys are mighty. I forget how uh, one of them fought a lion on a snowy day and killed it. These aren't wimps. These, these, are, these are mighty men. And they're standing there while David is daydreaming. This is their commander. This is their king. And David is craving, craving, craving. Mm, Are we tracking? At this most crucial moment, the time of national crisis... With the state of the nation in peril, David starts longing for water. tu. Oh, tafadali, nina takayo. Yo, maji, glacia, maji kutoka. Yo, well, ya, Bethlehem. Kisima. Ah, kisima. I knew that, but I was just testing you. Thank you, Pastor Nelson. And it could be, I, I studied this ins and out, forwards and backwards. Some scholars say that David had a fever, that David was sick in that cave. And this is why he wanted cool water, the refreshing water from his hometown. But only a couple of scholars said that. They said that he wanted a drink of the cool water from a well he knew well. Did you get that? Or did that kind of go from a well he knew well? Okay. But in all likelihood, and most scholars agree on this, that David is remembering the heavenly days when everybody would gather at the well by the gate at Bethlehem and... Everybody would just gather around and it was the good old days. It was the social time of in the evening and they're drinking and they're catching up on the news of the day. Nothing wrong with that. Please hear me. Nothing wrong with drinking water from the well of Bethlehem. But hey, the Philistines are on the war path. And with the Philistines on the war path, a war begins to rage on the inside of David. With the Philistines now on the war path, a war begins to rage on the inside of David. He's beginning to dream of the way it used to be. He's beginning to allow Himself in this hour when He is to stand and take responsibility. Having been anointed for this very moment, David is going back to that place of how life used to be. If I could just have a drink He begins to yield to a craving. He begins to struggle with his flesh in this cave. So strong is the desire that he verbalizes it. So strong is his desire. He gives voice to it. And he says, oh, that one would get for me, get for me. Wait, David, wait. There's an entire nation at peril here. Take leadership. Rise up. You're anointed for this moment. Oh, if someone would get me. Me, 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 me. A drink of water. And the three mighty men overheard David's longing, David's craving, David's desire. And because of their love for their leader, think about this, think about this. Because of their love for their leader, they risked their lives for water, for a drink. They risked their lives breaking through the Philistine battle lines, to grant David his desire. And the realization that these men had risked their lives, once they brought the water back, it hit David. The reality of it hit David upside the head. That these men had risked their lives to fulfill a wish, a whim, if you will, And it shook David back to reality. Remember what we talked about being slapped back into reality when the crisis comes and David refused to drink. Now, here's the lesson that we learn from this moment. To position us to receive our breakthrough. Come on. We're learning lessons. Maybe I should title this Lessons from the Cave of Adullam. We're learning lessons from an amazing moment that David had in the midst of this crisis. Of course, first we go through a crisis. I go through a crisis. I go down. Secondly, I go down to the place of safety and strength. And now today, oh, I love this. I love how the Holy Spirit just orchestrated, well done, guys, on your worship today. I love the song that you ended with. This is how I fight my battles. Thirdly, to position ourselves to receive our breakthrough, I go to war. I go to war to conquer me. To position myself for a breakthrough. Come on, anybody want a breakthrough today? Let's go to war. First, I go through a crisis, then I go down to the place of safety and strength, and then I go to war in that place to conquer me. Before David encountered the master of breakthroughs in the Valley of Giants, he first had to encounter himself in the cave. May I repeat that? I worked hard on that. You just sat there. Before David encountered the master of breakthroughs in the Valley of Giants, he first had to encounter himself in the cave. You need to go on an encounter this year. You need to sign up. Come on, I'm giving a plug for encounters here. As the anointed king of Israel, David is feeling the incredible weight of responsibility on his shoulders. And this, his first test after coming to power over Israel. Now, it seems he wants to go back to Bethlehem, the place that held no great power. Think of it. He's now been brought into power over this nation, but he yields to a craving to go back. Oh, for those moments that we used to have around the well, the way it used to be. Oh, I love that time in my life. Yes, thank God for those wonderful times in our life. But hey, there's an enemy. Come on, everybody. Often when things are not going our way, our own attitude can make a tough situation even more difficult. When things aren't going our way, Our own attitude can make a tough situation even more difficult. Someone said, don't know who it was, yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. Come on, he's sitting in this cave and he's thinking about yesterday. He's longing, he's craving, he's struggling in his flesh. Yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. A godly, accurate perspective is vital, especially when it is midnight in our soul. You see, a crisis came into the soul of David. There's not just a national crisis, now a crisis. He's wanting to go back. He's now, a crisis has now entered his soul. His mighty men are standing there. The nation is, is, is poised. His mighty men are poised. And so great is their love for their king that they risk their very lives. Listen. A godly, accurate perspective is so vital especially when it's midnight in our soul. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on, rise up, almighty man and woman of God. Cast off those struggles of your flesh and see that God has strategically positioned you and a breakthrough is before you. Quit longing and going back into the way it used to be. Today, God is doing something new. And it's about to spring forth in your life. Come on, there's grace for today. There's strength and help for today. Now think about it. There's a hostile army encamped in the Valley of Giants. David is desperate for each of his mighty men to focus with him on the breakthrough that is needed. He does not need them to rush off to Bethlehem for water to satisfy his craving. He needs all hands on deck. He needs all of these men that he's poured into and he's trained and he's prepared and he's equipped. He needs them to stand with him in this crisis. But in the moment, he yields to his flesh. And notice the impact. When you you yield to your flesh, it will affect others around you. You need to hear this. When you give in and you begin to live by your flesh, there are people that are watching. There are people that are going to be influenced by that. Rise up, man of God. Listen, what you are passing through is not where God is taking you. You need to hear it. What you are passing through is not where God is taking you. He will see you through. So hold on in the Spirit until you see the breakthrough. Hold on in the Spirit. Win the battle over the flesh. Win the battle over the flesh. High five somebody and tell them, win the battle over the flesh. Galatians five sixteen and 17, but I say walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh war against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit war against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Come on. We've been raised up. We are spirit beings. We do not live by our the whims and desires of the flesh. Goodness, we just finished 21 days of fasting, of putting down the flesh. Let's not jump right back into it so quick. Let's give it a few days, please. Pastor Nelson, thank you for the, the message you brought to us the second Sunday of this year. Because I want to finish with something. Get ready, guys. Do you know what? Everybody say what. Do you know what? The story does not end with David focused on his cravings. Aren't you glad? The story does not end with David focused on his cravings and his longings. That's not where the story ends. And that's not where your story ends. That's not where my story ends. Come on, we're coming out of this cave, people of the Spirit. We're coming out of this cave, people filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, it ends. Here's how the story ends. It ends with David refusing to drink the water that he craved for. And the Bible says, you know what he did? The Bible says he poured it out. But it doesn't say he just poured it out. The Bible says he poured it out before the Lord. He said, I will not drink this water because this water represents the blood of these men. The blood was always meant for sacrifice. The blood was always meant to be sacrificed. Listen. Listen to me, church. This story ends with David sacrificing. Sacrificing. Come on, church. Win the war over the flesh. And let me tell you how you're going to win the war over the flesh. Keep singing. Keep worshiping God. Keep seeking God in prayer and fasting. Stay sanctified. Live holy. Share your life with others. Stay connected. In Jesus' name, rise up, children of God. Win the war over the flesh. Win the battle over the flesh. Keep worshiping. Keep worshiping. Overcome that lust. In Jesus' name. See that lust broken. See those cravings of the flesh broken. As you worship, as you worship, sacrifice unto the Lord. Give Him glory. Keep seeking God in prayer. Keep seeking God in fasting. Stay sanctified. Turn away. Live holy in Jesus' name. And when David came out of that cave, having dealt with that flesh, rising up as a man of God in the spirit, ordained and anointed to drive back the enemy. Oh, suddenly the Lord gave him the victory and he saw a breakthrough from the master of breakthroughs. Give him glory and give him praise. Come on, church. Pastor. There's just some areas in my flesh. I'm just going through some struggle. Come on, hands up all over this. We've all, we've all Come on. Pastor, I need some freedom in some areas. This is not the time to sit and round and crave. Oh, pastor, this is not the time to sit around and crave and lust. Covet I want these things of the flesh. I want to kill the flesh. I want to see the flesh die. I, don't, I want to see these, these desires. I don't want to gratify the desires of the flesh. I want to follow the Spirit, Lord. Give your people a breakthrough right now. I call for every, every young man, every young woman, every individual in this room, God all of us i pray father we will in this cave lord as we're learning incredible things god thank you that you have great breakthroughs ahead of for each one of us and may we rise up and say no to the things of the flesh and yes to the things of the spirit deliver us father from the works of the flesh give us oh god the power We thank you for the release of the power and help us to make choices, oh God. Each and every day, God, help us to make choices just as David chose. Oh God, the action he took endeared him. It was one of the greatest things David ever did to endear him in the hearts of the nation is when he poured out that water in sacrifice, saying, I cannot drink this for it represents the blood. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that, Lord, we will your people continue to rise up and walk in the Spirit this year. Live by the Spirit this year. Allow the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God to take control in our lives in every way and every day. And we thank you that our breakthroughs are coming, Lord, when we come out of this cave. We will see, oh God, when we come through this process. We will see, oh God, breakthroughs in jesus name now let's celebrate in advance come on celebrate in advance we're people of the spirit we live by the spirit of god everybody have a great week of breakthroughs come on go your way rejoicing come on live in the holy ghost this week live by the spirit this week god bless you